Welcome to Plato's Gravity. This is Aaron. And I'm wearing Halloween boxers right now. Jason, it's the wrong season. I know. But I said your name, so we don't have to keep I also, the they're up. not clean. I just found them on my bedroom floor. I mean, at 7 p.m., my boxers are never They clean. are mine. Let's move on. Uh, this is Jason, and we are uh, here <laughs> I tonight. I think they're mine. Uh, we are here tonight with Sean Lewis of Flat 12 Beer Works and uh, Sean Webster of the Monon Beverage Brokerage. Uh, for the uh, sake of your ease of listening, we are going to call them Lewis and Webster. Uh, so, Sean Lewis, uh, first of all, thank you for inviting us to your brewery on a closed day. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Excellent. So, uh, Sean, and then, uh, Sean, you want to... Our listeners from a few episodes back when we were at Centerpoint should recognize your voice, but for those who skipped that episode... Shame on you for skipping this episode, uh, but this is Sean Webster. Thank you for having me in the Two Timers Club. Yeah, welcome welcome back. We uh, we, we We kind of... We didn't name the episode after you because you're not the brewer, but we're going to do the sparge. We're going to finish the sparge, which is a sad story of its own. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but we were recording an episode about the Monon Beverage Brokerage. Oh, I know. I wrote about it in my diary that night. And I just stopped right in the middle. Uh, by um, diary, he means live journal. No, I yeah. mean diary. When I was editing, I felt really bad, so my, apo- my apologies. It's okay. I'll just add that to my list of disappointments this week. <laughs> Uh, do you have other lists? I mean, do you have do you have lists of Mom, things that, that you? excite you? Yeah, I, it's all in my diary. There's so many disappointments and lists in there. Hey, is this beer? This beer's not one of those disappointments. Oh right? yeah, we start we, we start every show with the with the beer. So we're we're kind of excited <laughs> to start the we're kind of excited to start this episode with a beer. Um, so this episode will be a walkabout with uh, with Sean. No. Oh, Lewis. Yeah. No, Lewis. no, it works both ways. Oh, sure. Ooh. Ooh. Walk about with Lewis. Sean. Maybe I'll leave the last name off for the first time ever. I don't know. No. So walk, can you tell walk us about with Lewis. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, about Walkabout Pale Ale? Uh yeah, it's our Walkabout Pale Ale. It's a single hopped uh galaxy hopped uh pale ale. Uh very nice, very tasty, easy drinking. Apparently expensive as shit. Uh, yeah, so uh, Galaxy Hops uh, apparently have gone up in price. Uh, they're sometimes up to $30 a pound, which is pretty expensive for the uh, hop world. So, so compare that to, like, Cascade or any other random hop. Right, yeah, so Cascade's probably around, like, say, 6 to $8, so considerably more. Mm. So, so it's a very expensive beer to make. So how do you reflect that in your price point, knowing that you still need consumers to drink it? Um... Well, so uh, we had a hop contract going, so we actually got it for considerably less than $30. Um, But our contract is about up, so we're kind of putting an end to the walkabout. Uh, We're introducing a session IPA kind of in its place. Okay. And we're going to do a big event for uh, Walk a Blowout. Walk a Blowout. On uh, December 20th, so... So this episode will air on uh, December 12th, so there you, you guys go. have eight days to prepare and mark your calendars to come to the Walk of Blowout. Sean was telling us a little bit about it before the show, and... Uh, you should get uh, prepared to be blown. Uh, Lewis was telling us <laughs> Lewis was telling us about the Walk of Blowout before the show. So what's going on at the Walk of Blowout that our uh, listeners should uh, make the trek to Indy to come and uh, find out about? We'll have uh, four different beers, so you can do a flight. We'll have the original Walkabout. We'll do a bourbon barrel version. Uh, an imperial version and then a kettle sour version so you can try all all four of those and uh enjoy the end of the walkabout era so are you guys like trying to time it up so like you cash all those kegs on the same night or 
Pretty much, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be pretty close. And that'll be the end of it. Yeah. It's, it's a good beer. It's uh, I feel like I, I had a while back, uh, Fountain Square did a, a smash beer with Galaxy. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, I think they just called it Smash Galaxy nice. Oh, they, have a, they had like a smash series. Mike's pretty clever. Yeah. With the names. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but I feel like they're, they're obviously very similar. Um, but I feel like this one has a little more body uh, to it. It's nice. Thanks. Yeah, some more. Just a little, just a, like a a little sweetness in there to back up those those hops. Yeah, this, and I'm joking. Mike's a great guy, by the way. Yeah. No, I refuse. <laughs> Until he comes on the show, he can eat dick. Uh, whoa, whoa. I mean, Jason, Jason. What? I, Sorry, I don't, don't want to edit this episode. I mean. <laughs> Pretty, uh, hop, that's pretty rude. Hop, hopper teacher is amazing. Like, can we just say other nice things about them? Jason's not allowed on that episode. Is, uh, <laughs> that's all is, this, is this show PG? PG thirteen? Uh, so we, we, we have a rating. Uh, no, no, it is not rated PG. But we will edit out things that are uh, that are dickish. Like, yeah. Oh no! Like I mean, if he wants to come on the show and confront me about and <laughs> damn it, Jason, you're gonna make oh, it even no, harder. It's to fine. Edit I will arm wrestle you. What'd you say his name was? John. Mike. Uh, Mike. 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 Well, I will arm wrestle John while Mike watches. I don't know who John we is. We haven't even had anything to drink. Change the name of the episode to Surly. Surly. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I. Um, no, I like Fountain Square, and I like the do fact. Do you though? No, I do, and I, and I actually like the fact that Aaron and I have talked about this. I like the fact that they did a Smash series. Yeah, because as a home brewer, like nobody wants to waste your time brewing a, brewing a smash beer because like it's interesting you learn about the ingredients learn about the hops but it's generally one note and boring unless you have like some real talent and yeah. as home brewers we don't so to have professional brewers brew us up a series we love that because then we don't have we get the same experience without having to do all the work and also like I'm super lame so sometimes like uh, during my single years uh, I would walk to the Goodwill and just walk around and look at you know how like there's a part of the Goodwill you look at the mannequins and dream well, big he, there's, so there's like the part of the Goodwill <laughs> that's like that's like uh, your grandmother's garage where there's just like shit and garbage everywhere and it's kind of fun to look at and so I'd go to the Goodwill and I'd hang out there for a while and then I'd get <laughs> bored and then I'd walk next door to Fountain Square Brewery and have a beer and that was my life you're so upset with them now. Anyway, so we're at flat 12. Um, we're at flat 12. And so uh, Lewis was uh, very, very kind and gave us a tour of their 20-barrel brew house uh, just before the show. So have you guys always been 20 barrels, or is that something that – is that the same brew house you guys started with? Yep, that is. It's the same brew house. Uh, we're going on eight years now. Wow. In January will be our anniversary party. So, so I'm, I'm always kind of interested um, – as brewers start, 20 barrels, it's a lot of beer to be selling up front. How has your like core lineup changed over the last eight years? Um, our core lineup has basically stayed the same. Uh, we kind of added the Dan Patch wit to it at one point. Um, but otherwise, it's been Porter, Blonde, Half Cycle, and Walkabout. But look out, 2019's coming. Yeah, so uh, we're changing up the lineup. Like I say, we're dropping right. the Walkabout. We're having a session IPA. And we're dropping our blonde, and we're having a craft light beer. I had some so. of the craft light, and did like, you? seriously, kudos. Nice, yeah. thanks. I, I think that's amazing. Yeah, um, like I'm not like just crushing for a for an American light lager, but I think it's cool to get one. Yeah, I think sometimes you sometimes you want that, and it didn't. Ha- it had a real nice clean flavor. It was yeah, and it's like 97 oh. calories. I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not so, worried about that. Usually, with the light lagers, I'm your weight, about, you know, it's, I'm worried about like. The corn flavor, but uh, but Webster said you use rice in that bad boy. We do. So you don't have yeah. any of that corn flavor. No corn. It's that's, rice. That's that's really nice. Yeah, nice and light. So 
and low calorie. Yeah. Which is unusual for a craft beer. I feel like this is like years ago. I talked to some of the guys from Sun King, and they were talking about. Did you arm wrestle them too? No, they still haven't come to the no. show. No, <laughs> uh, but it, they, they no. They talked about the cream ale and how it had like uh, it was lower calorie than like a lot of craft beers, but was still like not a light beer, right? Oh, sure. Um, and I think that's pretty common. Even like the really light craft beers tend to be really off subject. <laughs> uh, Jason, Jason's job here, uh, Webster, if you didn't know, since he wasn't here last episode, is to force me to pull things back to center. Uh, I'm not doing a very good job tonight, so I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize to you. There are 325 calories in a dragon's milk. Put that in the shows. Ooh. Uh, uh, yeah, New Holland's there dragon's you go. milk. I don't know if that's a pint or a 12-ouncer. For the, the shows. It could be their Chaser. 750. I'll have to do some research. I think they usually do 12 They do 12 now, yeah. All 12s, yeah. Oh, for the, the calorie counts. I think so. Typically. So, so this, uh, so Flat 12 is, at least in my mind, is one of the original Indianapolis craft breweries, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. We've been around for a while, like I say, eight years. Yeah. So I think we got here right after Sun King. Yeah, I feel like uh, they opened up, and they were really tiny, and then you guys opened up because I remember so – we, so we have a term on the show, your brewbassador, who's the guy that, like, got you into or, brewing. Or, or gal. Or, or gal. Um, Very PC. Yeah, that's right. And <laughs> – uh, I remember my brewbassador, this this dude who taught me how to brew. I remember coming here after it opened, and a few times. In fact, the last time I saw my brewbassador, because he lives on the East Coast now, I don't hardly see him at all. It was here out on the out in the back in the beer garden. Beer garden? Do we yeah. Call it? I yep. don't remember that. That's PC, even. yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the beer garden being here when you guys first opened. Is that right? Um, I think it's been here from the beginning. It might have changed a little bit in the first few years, but we've I, always had that area. Did there used to be like a a shopping cart seat? They're still out there, I think, okay. as far as I know. They're surprisingly comfortable because I, I looked at agree. those and I was like, that's weird. I don't even think that's going to work. And you sit down and you're like, wow, I never knew. Eight, eight I guess years I, later. When I was a kid, shopping carts are awesome, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the best seat in the house right there. <laughs> speaking of. Has someone push you around? You can reach the candy. Of comfortable and best seat in the house, <laughs> Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is 175 calories. <laughs> 175 wow. delicious calories. Hashtag shots. Hashtag shots. I leave, uh, <laughs> I have that one saved. It comes up pretty often. Um, <laughs> So speaking of brewbassadors, uh, can you talk about, like, who's your brewbassador? Uh, who got me into brewing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I started homebrewing kind of on my right. own. So, right. like, I was just drinking a lot of craft beers, and it was like, well, I like that, but I would like to do this with it, or I would do that with it. So and this then, happened, like, when? So I've been here for eight years, and it was three years before that, so 11 years ago. For people, he was what? he was tapping on the building itself. That was the knocking you heard. What <laughs> year? I don't know. What year was eleven years ago? Uh, that Eight? would be two thousand eight. Seven. Seven. Two thousand. That might be right. So uh, I started home brewing in about two thousand seven. So what'd your first setup look like? Like were you rocking Mister Beer on the stovetop, or did you go big? Uh, it wasn't Mister Beer. I got my kit at Great Fermentation, and it okay. was um, it wasn't an all grain. It was an extract. Sure. Shit. Yeah. So I basically had a, a pot 
and a carboy. And that was about it. So it came with a kit. Uh, I mean, you went big like with a, the carboy. You did, oh, a bucket? Not a, like, did you have no, a, it was a carboy. Oh, I, that's I right. splurged. He went, yeah, you went for the big package. Yeah. I knew I was committed at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how many times did, did that, that kettle and that carboy get used before you stepped it up? Um, it was probably about maybe 30 batches or so okay. before I started working here. And I still did a couple more as I was working here. All right. So when I came here, um, I uh, realized this place had opened. Okay. It was open for about three months. So they opened in, like, the very end of December. I came and worked my first day on St. Paddy's Day, so about three months after. Uh, volunteering. Okay, absolutely. Uh, working in the tap room, filling growlers, volunteering in the back to clean kegs for six months. Uh, clean kegs, clean tanks, brewed beer, worked my way up to head brewer. So Sweet. How long did so? First of all, I think that's really great for all of our all of our listeners. In fact, I was at Great Fermentations for a uh, a Friday night club, like maybe three or four weeks ago, um, and uh, yeah, sorry, I was at Great Fermentations. <laughs> yes, it's helping. I was at Great Fermentations uh, for a, uh, a Friday night club, and there was a, a brewer there, and I can't remember where he's from. Uh, yeah, it was it was Black uh, Black Circle. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Good like, guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Dan's it's a really good cool guy. Place. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and one of the brewers there was like, "Hey, man, are you hiring?" And then Dan was like, "No, because that's what you would do." And then I was like, "But he'll wash kegs for free." And then Dan was like, "Oh," and I feel like, like if you want a job, I think that's what it takes, guys. Yeah, you got to put in some time. So how how long did it take you to go from volunteer to like at least on the payroll? It was six, six months. months. That's right. Yeah. You said that. Yeah. So that was, uh, I was working down here and I worked another job, uh, worked at a restaurant, waiting okay. tables for um, those six months. I was working roughly about 18 hours a day. Uh, so, like, I didn't like myself. So I know <laughs> that my, my now wife at the time, uh, girlfriend, hated yeah. me because I didn't like myself. She liked something, apparently. Yeah, enough to stick around. But, yeah, it was pretty unbearable for uh, six months. But it did pay off. Yeah, absolutely. Now you're the the brewer. What's the title here? Head brewer. Head brewer. Head brewer. Not brewmaster. Not brewmaster. (laughs) Is there there an official brew? What's the difference between a head brewer and a brewmaster? Uh, To my knowledge, a brewmaster has, like, schooling uh, Uh, in Germany. and. Yeah, pretty pretty serious stuff. So I don't want to count myself into that. That's very that group. That's I suppose that's it's nice to, it's nice for the it's nice to, it's nice. That's nice. Good good for them. It is nice. Good for them. And yet you make delicious beer. If you kind of got started into it on your own and didn't have like that guy or gal who, who got you into it, I suppose your brewbassador is your favorite craft beer. So. Sure, uh, and I'm talking not, not not right now. That's not yeah. fair. That's not a fair question to a brewer. Uh, we did that on the last episode a bunch, and I feel bad about it. Uh, Wait, what did we do on the we, last episode? We asked we asked a beverage broker for his favorite beer. That's kind of like faux pas. You're not supposed to do that. Oh, uh, because it's like backhanding your children. Yeah, it's uh, like your pick your favorite kid, right? Yeah. I could, I guess, That's say a way of what's your favorite? <laughs> what's your favorite non Monon beverage brokered beer? I could have asked that question. That would have been better. Anyway, I'm sorry. You so, <laughs> we'll get to that later. Uh, <laughs> to, I listening back, listening back, guys. I was sorry. Uh, so, in 2007, what was your favorite craft beer? 
Um, it's been a while, but I imagine my craft beer I was drinking was probably Too Hearted. I was a big Too Hearted fan Ooh, back in the day. Right. So. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I still like Too Hearted. I shouldn't say back in the day, but right, like you'll still like uh, you still rock that. You, you guys have any cases in the pack or whatever? Uh, not a Too Hearted. Not no. a Too Hearted. There's 210 calories in Too Hearted. <laughs> What's the? <laughs> it's already it's already been mentioned. What are the Sean? international bittering units on, on that? <laughs> Those aren't going. They, I don't think they list them anymore. A lot of people oh. stopped listing IBUs because I think it was scaring people. Like, what is this nerd crap with your yeah. numbers? It's also like numbers. people will say, like, you know, they see forty IBUs. I don't like forty IBUs, and then won't ever taste the beer. To the perceived say. bitterness is yeah, huge because yeah, a lot of right, people balance exactly. it out with malt. And I mean, even uh, Pinko's what eighty? How many IBUs in the eighty-six? That's ten and a half percent. Yeah. So for a Russian Imperial Stout, someone would see eighty-six IBU and they'll go, "Oh, I don't want that." That's very hopsy. <laughs> hopsy? hopsy have you heard that is that what people say oh my, not is that a hops. common term the now? the un, some <laughs> of some of the uneducated uh craft beer learners call it hopsy instead of hoppy and it's so, really funny but so has they, that beer gone hopsy turvy i don't know what you mean no, it's just it's 86 ib but it's very <laughs> just, well balanced felt like that was a thing it's not a thing <laughs> <laughs> Can you put it in the shouts that it's not? <laughs> yeah. It's a sideshow. Hopsy Turvy, hashtag it's a thing, is going in the show. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah. So now I, I, I do want to take a side gander. So what's your favorite non-beer that you sell, craft beer? And let's say, let's let's do equal the playing field. Like, if you can remember from like 2007-ish. Cool. Um so I think like one of the first craft beers I ever had. So I cut my teeth working at uh, the Harat and Muncie, and I think I mentioned that in oh yeah, my, my sparge God. maybe. Um, and so they uh, they were like they were the Hopcat before Hopcat was a twinkle in its daddy's eye. I mean, it's oh, been there forever. Right. Seventy draft lines, three hundred and fifty different bottles. Rogue Except dead guy. Better because Rogue it's dead guy's <laughs> one of them. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, Viking themed. It's better than Hopcat. There's a dragon. Yeah, you know, it's there kind of, is. The, Hopcat has its positives, and so does Herat. I mean, Herat's in Muncie, Hopcat's in Indy. So, I mean, it depends on what you look at. But Herat is twenty is quite some a years right. old. No, I love Muncie. I lived there for eight years, and Muncie did a lot of good for me. Um, but I think uh, one of the first ones I remember having in Muncie was a Ardry. Does anyone oh, know yeah. that? Uh, from, yeah. The, yeah, the guy from. Yeah, it has Stan, the, the owner of the Harad, yeah. on it with one of his wolves, and I Upland? hated it. Yeah, Upland made yeah. it. I hated the beer when I first tried it. It was foul. <laughs> and that's because my palate wasn't uh, wasn't adjusted to craft beer yet, because I was still used to drinking like Little Kings and shit like that. Was so, it too hopsy? It's so hopsy. Um <laughs> Can we put the hopsy notes in the shouts? Um, <laughs> but then, you know, I mean, Rogue Dead Guy, I remember drinking that because there was a line always for Rogue. Um, and then a lot of the uh, the Sammy Smith beers, I remember getting into those. And even, like, Lindemans and stuff. Um, I mean, those were, like, some of the, the first beers I remember getting into. And then it just grew from there. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. But I think currently I do like Dragon's Milk a lot. Dragon's Milk? That's yeah. right. I already mentioned it, so you already it makes mentioned it easier it, for know. the shows. Um, <laughs> but they do a different variant every uh, quarter, and I'm a fan of what they're doing. So, yeah. I do, to, to a certain extent, I do feel like I should apologize to Muncie because I also lived there for five years, and it was great. And I give it a lot of shit now, but I give it shit because I they, love it. They have the Harat. It's fine. They have the Harat. They have, uh, what's that place that opened up down the street? The they have Fickle like, Peach. The Education Oh, I love the Fickle place. Peach. Uh, oh, Savages. Was Savages, really cool. yeah. They yeah. have craft nice. beer for days up there. I mean, they have six breweries in Muncie now. They have, they have six they have breweries six. in Muncie. Elm Street, if, if you haven't gone up there, check out Elm Street. And I uh-huh. love everyone in Muncie, but Elm Street is not only doing good beer of their own, 
they have great guest taps and their food's killer. Um, they hit all of it. If you want good beer, hit up the Harat. If you want d- in case good listeners beer as well. didn't know, beer is carbonated. Yeah. So <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you know, in the Harat and Savages and Peach, they're all great for beer too. Uh, but personally, one of the newer fun attractions is Elm Street. But there's Guardian Brewing, there's New Corner Brewing. They have a Three Wiseman of their own. I mean, they have so much shit up there. Muncie's just they've changed since you've been up there, which is cool. Yeah, I had no like. Occasionally, I still I take my dad grocery shopping on the weekends, and I go to Muncie, and like it's just oh yeah, I went to school here. Uh, I go to the Walmart here. I don't really stop and see all these things happening. So that's actually super exciting. Yeah, check it out next time you're down there. I mean, Muncie's grown exponentially. I was just up there uh, last week, and it's uh, it's just a good city. There's tons of cool things up there, um, and craft is just growing. I mean, people realize that there's the Scotties and the Brothers. I mean, they have craft beer. There's Two Cat Cafe. Chug's still the Chug, but uh, the Sinking Ship actually owns the Chug, so they've, they've oh, done really? some fun things. Yeah, I bet they, they have good food now. They, nah, it's still, it's still <laughs> the Chug. No, no. They, they, they know what the Chug is, and they love it for what it is, and they didn't change too much about it. It, but they've owned that for several years. I had no idea. That makes me. I mean, I already loved the chug. The chug is like the college dive, right? Like we can say that. I don't know. Can you? I mean, you just did. It was my college dive, then, and I love it. Then, you, then you can say. <laughs> that. Then I can say that. I don't know if I've ever been to the Chug, but when I went to Muncie, we went to the locker room because we had Ooh. a friend who uh, bartended there. So The locker room the is locker. Uh, it's dead and gone now. Yes, that's uh, what I hear. So so that's gone. a two-cat cafe currently, and it's still okay. it's pretty cool. It's a hookah bar. They do have uh, 12 lines of craft. Okay. Um, no, locker room was fun. Um, yeah. But, yeah, there, there was, the Chug is um, the chug is like the, the last stop of the night. It's, uh, uh, I thought that was the street steaks. Who's the guy who sells? Oh, that? Carter's hot dogs. Carter's hot dogs. Carter's hot yeah. dogs. Yeah. He's, he's a stop too. I think he's a stop in between. But there was a if if you it depended on what route you were going on to end the night. Whether you go to Dill Street, which was the Dirty Dance Club, yeah, and Penny that was pitchers. the the Penny Pitchers. The you know they turned the lights on and the everyone kind of is like oof. <laughs> I don't, know if, I, I don't know if I want to... Con- no, I'm going to keep going. I've, I've committed. I've, I've already bought her a pint. That's, that's, whatever you want to tell this story to your kids, how you met your wife. But, uh, no, Muncie's cool. It's And it still has that, that charm of like the dive bars, which are really cool. But there's a ton of craft beer in Muncie. Um, and the, the liquor stores up there are killing it, too. The uh, Muncie Liquors and the Friendly Package both have an awesome selection. That actually, the the Friendly Package in Muncie got me into craft brewing because they had one of the best mix and match six packs. Yeah, still that, do. That, like today, that like to date that I've seen anywhere else. Still, that Friendly Package there on Jackson. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Like you could just whatever you wanted, throw it in. And it was all cold too. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it was, it was weird because like I was a young, uh, ever since I was 21, I was like, oh, I'm not going to drink shitty beer. I've come back around on quote shitty beer. I have a favorite cube, which is a good question. What's your favorite cube? What is your favorite cube? Yeah. Like dirty 30. Um, I like hams. Oh yeah. Uh, some Stroh sometimes is good. And, uh, probably some old style old style nice yeah there's a part of me that wants to say old style just because like i can't find it anywhere yeah but really it's hams because like 12 bucks for a 30 like i just learned during the shows for the last episode that that because i don't really get into like the 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 cube and stuff that pabst owns old, or pabst brews old style 
Oh, that's is that Pabst, right? Yeah, Pabst, that's Maybe. a Pabst beer, yeah. Or at least that's what the interwebs told me. I don't know. Sure. We've, well, we've, it's got to be true. It's got to be true. Was yeah. it on Wicca, Wicca Reddit? No, it was on. <laughs> I think it was on Untapped. I trust them. Oh. I trust them. Oh, fair yeah. enough. Uh, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I'm empty over here. So, so we need, yeah. So we are we going to try the, uh, the... We'll try the New England IPA. Yeah, we, absolutely. We just did our very first New England IPA. So this is a, a show second. This is the second time that we will have tried a New England IPA that was a brewery's first New England IPA out of a bright tank on the show. Thanks, John. There you go. Yeah. So I have a cold and I can't taste uh, crap, I guess. Is that the PG version? That's I mean, easy. you can say <laughs> say it. I don't want to get scolded for saying say shit. It. Oh. Oh, oh my god, god. get yeah. out of here. I won't scold you for saying Your for wife saying will be shit. so proud of you for so saying right. your first swear on air. <laughs> you guys can tell me what you think of the beer. Because like I say, I've uh, I've had a cold for three weeks, so like basically the whole time this beer has been in a tank, I haven't been able to taste anything. So I have a pretty good idea of what it tastes like, but Nods of approval from Webster. Over I can here. fake yeah, it. Yeah, Webster's. Webster, I agree. I agree with Webster. It's really smooth. Yeah, it's uh, really creamy. Six point seven. Yeah, it's juicy, dank, and hazy. I mean, it's <laughs> no. I mean, those. It's it's silly to say, that. but those are the the buzzwords around New England IPAs. That's what the the haze boys are looking for. The haze craze people. Um, no, it's cool. I like it a lot. Um, this is the first time I'm trying it. If it was bad, I'd tell you straight up. I Thanks. I wouldn't even let them edit the episode. <laughs> like, no, it's cool. Uh, and I think the cool thing about me is I get to try a lot of different beers and I love it. But this is really solid. So cool. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to sell it. I, I think for me, it's like you, the adjectives you use, uh, dank, hazy, I forget the other one. Juicy, juicy dank, yeah. hazy, yes. I feel like it's super dank on the nose, and then the dankness goes away with the first sip and then kind of comes back and hits you. I, I don't think – I think like the first sip, it's kind of – the sweetness kind of hits you and you don't you don't get it. I think it's nice. It's not like overly sweet. Like sometimes they can get too juicy and it is juice. Something right. Flat sure. does really well is balance. Um, and I think that's something like I like most about them is it's not it's not a, a pissing contest to see how hoppy something can be made. It's let me make a good fucking beer and let me balance it so you can have more than one in a row. Because we've all had those beers where it's like, great, I've had mine. I have, I've had my one. I'm going to move on. But something like this New England IPA, which is named to be determined – um, yeah, I mean, I could have a couple of these in a row and not like have my palate wrecked or feel bad about it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. Yeah, thanks. I, I think one of the things that I, I like, we—if you listen to the podcast, which I mean, you can, you don't have to. <laughs> Webster shaking his head no. Um, <laughs> I listened to it for like our first five episodes. Like we didn't, we had never had any IPAs. We were just, you know, we were West Coast IPA drinkers. We hadn't really like you know messed around, so we really gave them a lot of shade. And then I decided it was, like, my responsibility as a person with homebrew podcast to, like, learn about it. And I think the thing that I struggle with the most is, like, the vegetalness that comes when you can still taste, like, the green and the hops. And I don't, right. get, that. I don't get that at all. Yeah. It's good. Would you say that you're a haze boy? I, I would not. And it's boy, B-O-I. B-O-I? Boy? I think is how you pronounce that. Haze boy. H-A-Y-Z. No, I feel like I respect the style. Like, I don't... I respect it, but I don't, like... At the end of the day, like just give me a West Coast IPA if that's what I if, I if I just have to pick one beer. I've had a lot of juicy IPAs that taste like orange juice concentrate. Right. Yeah. And that seems to be the common theme. It's like everyone tastes like orange juice concentrate to me. And I don't, maybe that's just me. I don't know. But No, I think that's accurate. It's not appealing to me, but I, it is obviously to some people. But like I always say, like every beer that I make that I love, someone hates. 
And if I have a beer that I hate, somebody loves that beer. For so as a head brewer, reason I don't understand. But how do you balance that? Like, like not that I hate juices, but <laughs> <laughs> how do, how do you balance that? How do you mean? Tell us how yeah. you really feel. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not. I don't hate juices. I just feel like they all taste like orange concentrate. Speaking of juicy, did you know Sam Adams New England IPA has 255 calories in it? Oh, I didn't. I'll be honest. That's fascinating news. I didn't even know new. I didn't even know Sam Back Adams the was show. making a New England. Jesus, I didn't even yeah. know how to Isn't say it, words. Is, is that what it's called in the IPA, or is it called Hazy Little Thing? Or is that that's Sierra Nevada? Sierra Nevada. Damn Sierra, it, I just did it to my, yeah. uh, <laughs> myself. Yeah. That didn't work to you. No, the Sam Adams one's pretty solid. Um, I mean, they uh, they saw that there was money to be made in it, and they have a four-pack of 16s for nine ninety nine, and it's it's Haze Boys. Oh, yeah. so. Is that what it is, Haze Boys? Haze Boys. Is that no, where I don't that know comes from? Called. No. Is that B-O-I? Yeah, B-O-I-Z. Hazy, hazy boys. Um, I don't know where it comes yeah. from. I, f- I forget where I first heard it from, but I thought it was funny. It's one of those things where, like... It's probably Reddit. You always want to prefer the small guys. You don't, like... I don't think anyone wants to see the people who are doing really well continue to do well while the small guys don't do well. But Sam Adams, I don't drink it very much, but every once in a while you come back and, like, like a Boston Lager is still a pretty good beer. It is, yeah. yeah. Like... I really like their Oktoberfest. Yeah. And then their winter. I can't think of what it's called right now. I, isn't just but winter lager? It might be. They're both, they're both really, in my opinion, like hashtag shows. That's <laughs> one of my favorites. They're, they're they not make. tricking me into saying the names of all of them. You're so It's going to take me three hours to do the uh, shows. Do it to yourself. For this episode. <laughs> I, I, talk, I talk too much. All I do is show up and say dumb things. I don't write the shots. I add the music. <laughs> he does add the music. I played drums on the music that we add to the show you ten make years your own ago. Music? He ten is. years ago. That's <laughs> awesome. You made your own music when you started brewing. I, I actually, it's kind of weird. Like you and I, you started brewing around the same time. Show's I not about brewing. you, though. I know. <laughs> no, no. It makes me feel like it makes me feel good. That, like in that time. Because like you've come a long way, given like you started brewing then, and now you're the head brewer at a, at, at a at a an awesome at a brewery, like a brewery. Like given enough time, if you really want to do something and you really work at it, like here you are. Like and I think that's awesome. Yeah. So we were talking a little bit earlier about the the juiciness and how you don't really dig that, but the the market seems to really want like some orange juice beer, um, not just. Uh, <laughs> That's hobo it's wine. Not, That's it's mad not dog. False. It's an orange <laughs> mad dog. But not just with like the hazy mad IPAs. But I mean, shirts. there's a bunch of beers on the board behind you. And I imagine if you're mad anything dog like me, yeah, mad dog in the shots. Mad dog 2020. <laughs> I wonder how many how many calories are in mad dog 2020. <laughs> not who's enough the, to justify. Who's the, who's the air quotes brewer of mad dog? I don't know. Let's not. That hero needs an award. Mad dog 2020 has gotten young twenty sums. In many a relationship. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you, Mad Dog 2020. Thank, thank you, Mad Dog. If you want to sponsor the show, call in and um, podcast at platosgravity.com. Yeah. yeah. This is yeah. Grape, right? Grape was the best flavor. I mean, I like purple and red the best. Purple and red, right? Did you mix them like a, like a Mad Dog su- suicide? Jesus no, it was a cuvee. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's classy. So <laughs> if you're anything like me, like you have a bunch of beers on the board back there, and I'm sure you're proud of every one of them, but I'm gathering there's some you like better than others. I'm not going to ask you which ones, but how do you balance the need to like brew beer that your, your consumers want and brew beer that you love? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, you got to kind of play toward the consumer, you know, what they want. 
and kind of have your your core lineup and stuff in the back, you know, always your solid solid fixture. But then a lot of it is, is seasonal. You know, around October we did an Oktoberfest, and then we did a Dunkel after that, you know, kind of sticking to the seasonal styles. Right. So, um, you know, well, coming up again, it's like it's December, January. We're going to have more dark beers coming out, so... So in addition to, like, sticking with, like, the traditional se- uh, seasonals, like, everyone expects a brewery to do a Martzen, I'm sure, and everyone expects a brewery to, to maybe do, like, a holiday ale or whatever. Do yeah. you have, like, a couple of regulars that, that uh, are belly up at the bar pretty often that, that you uh, you get their feedback on? Uh, we do, yeah, and we get a lot of callbacks for stuff. Like, we did a pumpkin beer called Flat Jack, so people still ask about that beer. Um, it seems like pumpkin beers have kind of gone by the wayside. Right. So, like which which we've discussed before. Jason I'm, loves pumpkin beer. I'm a hundred percent on board with anything pumpkin. I am yeah. the most basic person. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just gonna own that. Why is that basic? I like don't pumpkin know, beer is good because like people pumpkin spice lattes. It's like the quintessential. Oh, I forgot to basic. tell you guys. Jason's a hipster, so if other people like it, he automatically hates it, which is really causing. <laughs> I couldn't tell by the glasses, the flannel, or the hat he's wearing. That's who he was. Do you have like a list of things that you hate on your phone? It's in his diary. Uh, it's, in, it's, in my, it's in my live journal, sir. He recorded on a vinyl and listened yeah, to it. He's a, it's he, on his uh, e-fanzine. Listen, no, guys, he, he, no, has, the sitting, he has the shit right here. I can hear everything you're saying, right? He has the shit in his house to record on vinyl, I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm going to crack this beer open. not, in. sir. Do you not? Yeah. Oh, you can crack it. This, this is part of the ambiance. Is that all right? Yeah. I mean, I'm out of beer again, so I'm yeah. sorry. I've been drinking these four-ounce pours. So we'll yeah. do a little bit more four-ounce pours, and then we'll do a, a mid-show break yeah, and get a, a pint refill. Actually, we are right on time for the mid-show break. But so we want to crack the beer. Well, we're going we're gonna to take we? like a break, an editing break thing right now. Session. Welcome back. Hi. Welcome hey. to Plato's Gravity. Thank you. I am not Aaron. Thank you, Webster. Thank you, Jason. We are officially back. We are about to have some mango kolsch. Uh, while Lewis pours the kolsch, I'm going to ask him a question, which seems like an unkind thing to do since he is. Is it weird if I call it mango? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. Uh, so, uh, o- over the break, I. Uh, I thought of a question. You went to the bathroom again. I did. I, I did not. But I, now he's I'm, still in the bathroom. Sh- he took the microphone with him. <laughs> I should have gone. Um, I should have gone. Then we wouldn't have a third break, which might happen. <laughs> just, um, you Jason, take break J- number two. Uh, we're not going to have break number two in the bathroom. Uh, no, <laughs> we'll just all record from the bathroom. Just move this whole table. The we have a studio. The mobile a, studio. We have a new spiffy microphone that's going to allow us to do that from here. Uh, Jason's going to be happy because forever I edit out all of my restroom trips from the podcast, uh, and I don't think I can edit this out, so it's going to be in. So everyone now knows, Jason, I hope you're happy. Uh, Sean, I, I think we Which talked a little one? bit before. Lewis. <laughs> Lewis, we talked a little bit before the break about uh, how folks at the bar might give a call back or do a thing. So uh, as a person who's sort of interested but never frequents a brewery, like how how many days a week does my butt need to be in that seat before you're going to listen to what I say? Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. I don't know. That's a very good question. Because uh, yeah. we get people who, like, randomly come in and, like, will ask for beers. And 
Like if, if, if you ask enough times to the same person, right. it finds its way back to me. Like people have apparently have been asking about the uh, winter cycle. Is a beer that we've done before. It's like okay. a double IPA with juniper berries. Okay. So nice. we normally do it every year. Last year we just did a small batch for like our 12 beers of Christmas. We do like 12 beers leading up to Christmas time. Uh, and this year we didn't decide to do it, but people are already asking for it. And I think enough people have asked, like our taproom manager, that he asked me, is like, hey, what's the deal with this right. winter cycle? And I was like, yeah, we're not doing it this year. So. I might, I might, I probably just pissed a bunch of people off. Right. But we are doing it next year. It's on the calendar. It's on the calendar for next year. So, yeah, so, so November. You talk, about, you talk about doing a small batch, and we were we were in the back. Again, thank you for the tour. You guys sure. have a 20-gallon system back there. 20 barrel. 20. Uh, well, the small well, system I, I was, is a 20-gallon. I was actually gallon. talking about... No, I was I was talking about the twenty gallon. Okay, one. Yeah, all right. yeah, yeah. So the one and you do you do half barrel batches uh, in that bad boy. So when you say small yes. batch, is that something you guys are just rocking a keg out, or are you small batch just one batch of the twenty barrel and you're done? Uh, well, yeah. So I guess there's there's a different way of looking at it. Yeah. Right. So we'll do. We have our limited release, which um, I sometimes refer to as a small batch. Sure. So it's just a twenty barrel, um, and then that's it. Uh, but then I also do small batches on our small batch system, right? Which, which is, is only fifteen and a half gallons. It's like a, it's a half barrel, basically. So you're just running through that in like a couple of days or whatever. Yeah, and then that's um, we're doing quite a few of our twelve beers of Christmas on that, and some kind of like R and D stuff and anything else I come up with, and we throw on tap out here. So, so when you do R and D stuff, does it end up uh, in your tap room for your folks? Sometimes, okay. if it's if it's good enough, if I like it. All right, who gets it if you don't like it? Uh, the drain. The drain. All right. I didn't know if you had any, like, just, you know, friends who are gluttons for punishment. It's like, ah, whatever, I'll drink it. And then you have the 12 Days of Christmas. So you talk a little bit about that? So, yeah. So we have 12 beers leading up to uh, Christmas. So every week we'll release four beers so you can do a flight. So I think it starts December 1st is the, like, the start of the 12 Beers of Christmas. We'll have four beers then. And then it'll be every Tuesday after that we'll have four more beers, four more beers. So, um, leading up until Christmas time. So, speaking of the twelve beers of Christmas, I have my favorite flat twelve story ever. Oh yeah. So way I don't back think in, I know this. One. I don't know if you do know this. Oh, that's so exciting. You, you will remember it when I start talking about it. We didn't know each other at this point, but I affected your life so greatly. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I uh, so it's I was mysterious. still mysterious. Webster, <laughs> Webster affects Lewis. I was still doing events at the Harada at this point in my life. So this was back to like between did ten an and fourteen. At the yeah, yeah. So it was still where uh, Mark and Jamie were here, Rob and yeah. uh, Hambright and Walsh. Joe so all Walsh, those guys yeah. were still here. Did you say Joe Walsh? Joe Walsh. Stop you know Joe Walsh? Story. Like you don't the know him. Guitar player? Yes. No. So no, no. <laughs> Sorry. You're ruining a beautiful I'm so sorry memory. it's his yeah. favorite flat 12 story Jason it's I'm, a beautiful I'm memory sorry. with not Christmas anymore. cheer it's not anymore <laughs> so I uh, I was like I want to do something weird and I don't know I don't know who I presented this to but it was like I more do natural it. for you it's more natural for me <laughs> but weird for everyone in the surroundings I was like I want to do a weird 12 beers of Christmas 12 cask beer event and I was told that flat 12 had never done casks at this point I said, I want that might be 12 true. pins of random beers of Christmas. 
So you guys made 12 pins for the variety. I kind of remember that. And about half of them worked out. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sure. Pins, if you don't know, are very mysterious. So like they sometimes work and sometimes don't, but you don't know until you open them up. After primary fermentation, you pull beer off and put it in a pin, which is a, how many gallons? It's about about five. Five gallons. And you put real product in it. So like I was asking for, uh, like they pulled the Blondale and put like snickerdoodles in it. Okay. Oh. We probably put like oh. vanilla beans and cinnamon. And so they put the cinnamon Not actual lactose. cookies. Don't ruin, yes. don't ruin the magic here. <laughs> You're ruining my story as well. Uh, <laughs> but they, uh, they made 12 Christmas beers in pins, and they'd never done this before. And we did a cask and wrestler beer pairing. Wow. Wait, I don't remember the wrestler beer with beer a pairing. wrestler. Your hipster shit. <laughs> I, you know Don't what? make me explain it. It's no. what it is. I remember it was like I'm in a private of... room on the side of the Harat, right? Yeah, It was yeah. like its own separate room. Yeah. I remember being there. There were shirts for it and everything. Wasn't, was there a festival outside going on? Maybe. Was it Muncie like Gras? No, Muncie Gras is its own story. That's its own podcast. Okay. Maybe that was a different story. time I was at the Maybe. Harat. It was Muncie Gras always a good time. Yeah. Uh, yeah? So yeah. <laughs> Indiana's <podcast>. finest? <laughs> of course. <laughs> So do you guys still do? You guys still rocking the pins? Uh, we occasionally do pins. We yeah. always do pins for like the guild events. They always okay. ask that we do pins. So it's a lot of fun. Like I say, it's kind of a mystery. Like you throw stuff in there and you kind of hope that it works, but you never know because you can't test it. So you can't like add more right. or anything. You know, it's just like I hope this works. So when you so. you serve those ever in the tap room, or those always just at events? Uh, we've had them in the tap room before. Okay. So, that's, so you guys, you, you showed us your, uh, your tap room is fed from a cold room that's far away from your tap handles. Right. Do your you, your pins come out here, like in the cask, or do you, you push them from back there, too? No, yeah, they're out here on the cask. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. you tap it, you make a big production of it. It has oxygen in it, so you have to blow through it within 48 hours, or else it's it's dead. I mean, it's just right. like a, yeah. a keg from college, where after 48 hours of oh. shit, you could still drink it in college. Be all right. um, little base. Yeah, pins are really cool. I mean, Firkins, a pin and Firkin is just the size. Like a pin is the five gallon, a Firkin's a fifteen point something gallon. It might be like ten or eleven or twelve. Oh, something right. Like so that. I've heard the term Firkin yeah, before, yeah. but I hadn't heard the, the pin. So a now pin, my a pin is a smaller Firkin. Ah, my lexicon is expanding. And like thank you, Wester. I can't remember. Uh, ten to fifteen. Hogshead. Hogshead. NASCAR. <laughs> 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 oh, this is just uh, this is my my hipster. Need <laughs> overwhelming me like when you're pairing these beers up with wrestlers. Give me an example of like who you're pairing what beer up with. Obviously, the beer matched the personality of the wrestler. That's all there is to it. Okay, that's all right. If you have to ask, you can't afford it. <laughs> Andre the Giant was like a really big beer. Maybe. Oh, all, right. Yeah. all right. Yeah. That, no, that's a good example. We're like, um, I don't know. Jake like the snake maybe, had maybe mankind like snake was in like it? something weird and had like <laughs> leather or a sock. Ooh. Well, I guess Sokka was different than mankind, but whatever. Maybe some been. smoked malts get the little maybe. band-aid flavor in there. The maybe. British bulldogs had yeah. maybe had like hot actual... dogs in it. Dry hop hot you, dogs. Can you do a hot dog firkin for us? Can you? <laughs> We've talked about doing a hot dog beer before. We're gonna Hi. do limp biscuit themed beer. It's gonna be chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored water, yeah. and it's gonna go to Muncie for Carter's hot dog. Oh, oh my there you go. You're welcome. We did do uh, one of our beer events. We did, what was the theme? It was like Limp Biscuit, and uh, it was the family Val Brews. That's what it was. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there was a corn beer. 
There was, obviously. Huh. Yeah. I think that was in, uh, I think that might have been the last Bloomington You're beer festival. Mind. This is his childhood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it really is. We did like... System of a Brown. Oh, my God. You didn't hear about this? I did not. I'm sorry. Uh... It never happened. <laughs> These are all a bunch of references. That, that this, was like, this was like recent? No, this is a couple years ago. Okay. I want to say right. it was the last Bloomington Beer Fest type. All right, sweet. You, they used to have it in like the Woolery Mill. I, I it's like two so, years ago. I don't know least. shit about Bloomington. It's okay. a, I know some things. I know that there are nice it, things in Bloomington. I like uh, Upland. Sure. You know? Good place. Good people. Um, That's one. What else do you like in Bloomington? Uh, I like the Bluebeard a lot. I go to see hipster music there. Sometimes the other place that I go. Is it the back door? Checkmate? Uh, Bishops? Isn't there there a place that's, that's famous for a game called Sink the Bismarck in Bloomington? I've no, Nick's. I, I, Nick's, Nick's yeah. 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 Apparently, there's really good pizza in Bloomington. The Allery's cool. Yeah, Pizza X is the Mother original Bears. hot box. Mother Bear's the one that everyone like talks about. It's like, Mother Bear's best. It's on the internet. is like the best pizza in yeah. Indiana. I mean, Bloomington's no Muncie, but... That's very true. <laughs> this is very accurate. Uh, we, we don't really know what that means. So, so we've, talked about, <laughs> we've talked about pins and firkins. Let's talk about your barrel program. So is there a beer that's uh, right now back there in barrels you're excited about? Uh, let me think. We've got our amber and bourbon barrels that will be coming out soon. Uh, we aged some of our hazelnut tinker in some bourbon barrels that will right. be coming out uh, later next year. We're going to age it for quite some time. Sure. Mm, some sours, some funks. What about that pinko, though? Oh, yeah, and we've got some pinkos back there. Uh, we actually got a couple of barrels like from... communists? Yeah, no, not like communists. Okay. Right. Just Russian imperial stout. Oh, um, but we did get a, a Jack Daniels single barrel uh, from a lady named Linnell. From so, a lady named ooh, can Linnell. Can you even yeah. talk about the Linnell, bar- the Linnell barrels? I, I don't know. I mentioned it. That so sounds like that we'll sounds like an unpublished that. poem from Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, oh. no, the Linnell barrel series is going to be amazing. Yeah, so. your, your bourbon listeners will know who Linnell is. All right, oh. yeah. all right. So we got some pinko agent and a single barrel Jack. Daniel's barrel. So outside of Linnell, where do you get barrels from? Uh, most of them come from Kelvin Cooperage. They're oh. right across the river. So are they fresh then? Uh, yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah. We're talking. Hold on. We're talking fresh, as in like minimum four years that had liquor in it. Now it's out. Uh, most of them that we get, I think, are around like ten year aged, okay. and they're they're still wet when we get them. Is what I mean by okay. fresh okay. personally. So, so it's kind of, sometimes empty. you even get like some of the barrel aged out of the barrels, which is really nice. Okay, <laughs> nice little special <laughs> nice extra little treat. Oh, you yeah. get a little 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 bourbon or whiskey or whatever the hell was in there. Yeah, all right, yeah. bourbons. That's it. Bourbons mostly. Barrel. Yeah. All, all bourbon. Uh, yeah. So we mostly get Buffalo Trace. Uh, we got some Woodfords now. We had some wild turkeys before. All right. So. Was there some red wine barrels back there? There are. Yeah, some yeah. wine barrels. We do some of our beers and wine barrels. We do mostly our sours. Um, and spent on barrels. So that that seems to me like a, a, a different skill than just than just brewing. Is that something that that you manage, or do you have someone on your team that helps with that? Uh, it's mostly me. I do okay. have some guys who help me out, but right. yeah, kind of overseeing at least the uh, the barrel program. And then you mentioned before the show like what it takes uh, to brew some beer. So if you guys are doing like a double batch and filling one of your your forty barrel fermenters, you guys you guys you get like four. You get here like four in the morning. You're leaving at like three in the afternoon. Right. So yeah. in general, like how many like how many people are 
would you how many people have the title brewer in your uh your organization now uh so i'm the head brewer and then we have a guy eric uh he goes by easy uh he kind of actually does most of the brewing um i kind of do inventory and stuff like that so um i help out a little bit on the brew deck but it's mostly him honestly sure um and then we have a cellarman who kind of hops up there a little bit every now and then and then we have um kind of a cellarman delivery driver keg cleaner filler uh, and then another guy who's like a keg cleaner, keg filler, okay, part time awesome. guy. So we got about, including me, four and a half. So. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Now, is it you or is it Easy who gets to to play around with the pilot system most often? Uh, that's mostly me right now, right. just because of uh, he's busy. Yeah, yeah, he's system. always brewing. So, uh, is that something you guys do like on a brew day at the same time? Like sometimes, like you're brewing on one side, he's brewing on the other side, or yeah, whatever. yeah. That's just awesome. depends on the day. For listeners at home, I'm sniffing my little cups to figure out which one deserves more beer right now. You want the mango? Or we have raspberry? Uh, we have a stout and a session IPA. Um, it's let me let me. Can, do you mind if I roll? I want I want to be like a completionist. I want to. So the raspberry Kolsch. Yeah, we can go there next. Yeah. Oh. What'd you guys think of the mango? I. It was. I, mean, it was, uh, it was I a, wish we had talked about it at the time. It was quite enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I feel like you know what? Fuck it. I'll take some more. I feel like Sean. Sean. Sorry, uh, frick it. I'll Sean take Webster's some more. Uh, <laughs> on his phone like a teenage girl. He's gonna give no, me no. Sean Webster. Sean Webster. Sorry, not, I was getting texts. He non-verbally oh. communicated to me that I needed to say his last name, and I I understood. Yeah, Sean Webster's uh, description of basically every beer we had tonight is balanced. I mean, I thought the the mango was there was mango and it was a Kolsch. It's not, could, yeah, it's tell. not over the top. It is, it is pleasantly to me. It's pleasantly on the side of Kolsch. Yeah, so especially with bourbon barrel beers and and like fruited beers, I want it to kind of me personally taste like beer. Right. If I wanted to drink bourbon, I would drink bourbon. I don't mind like the bourbon addition to it, but I don't want it to taste like bourbon right because like if i wanted to drink bourbon i would drink bourbon right if i wanted to eat a raspberry i would eat a raspberry i want to have a beer that has like the flavor of raspberry (laughs) so that's actually i was i was a little curious when when you get these barrels is it just whatever you can get your hands on or is it i think this flavor profile goes with this beer um mostly i personally like buffalo trace so i lean towards the buffalo trace but they're not always available um, okay. So uh, this time around, we just got Woodford, and the girl was like, "We literally just got these in the other day. They're as fresh as can be." And I was like, "We'll take them. I like Woodford, anyways, yeah. and the beers that we have coming out will suit Woodford very well." So, okay, it's a little bit of both, you know. It's kind of a this is what we got, and I think that'll work. So it is. It is it's interesting. Um, what was it like coming from a home brewing background, and now? being in charge of the books right like balancing the business concern with and it kind of goes back to what aaron talked about earlier where how do you brew what it is you want versus what it is the people want but how do you how do you get fun out of a job where you're just looking into i have to buy this much grain to make this much beer what is still fun for you sure uh so like growing up kind of my background my dad was an electrical engineer 
uh, which I feel like gives me a good mechanical background because a lot of the stuff. So you come here and help out, or we do back there. No, he doesn't. <laughs> we could use him maybe sometimes, bet, yeah. but um, it kind of gives me a good kind of technical background where, like, if I don't have the tools at hand, I can look at something and say, "Well, I could use that to do this job." MacGyvering a little bit, right? Um, and then my mom was an accountant. Okay. So I've got the bookkeeping kind of side of that as well. So growing up, I'd help her while she was balancing the books, you know, read off numbers and she check off numbers or whatever. So it's kind of a good blend for me yeah. um, to be able to do both of those things. So I can look at the numbers. I keep track. I've got spreadsheets and spreadsheets of, you know, the product that we're selling, the velocity it's selling, backed into like a six-week back. So, like, if the if this number gets to zero, that means we brew this beer now. Okay. So, by the time that that beer is out, it's coming out again fresh. So, everything's turning over as it should. So, every every beer has got its own kind of cadence. You know, the IPA and the Porter are big sellers. Um, the Blonde is still a good seller. It's just not as fast as the others. Uh, and same with the Walkabout. It's still a solid beer, um, but not as fast as the other two were. But it, everything's got its own pace. And so I kind of have that backed into it. So to me, that's still kind of fun. I like playing with the numbers. I like coming up with new beers. I like naming beers. So what happens when all the beers' numbers come up at one time? Uh, it's it's kind of a pants. hell week for Eric, and I <laughs> jump in and help out sometimes. So do you, do you have a like? Do you guys have like a, a week that was like the most beer you ever brewed in one week? Like, what's your? Um, so yeah, this was back in the day. I was I was talking about this earlier, and I can't remember the exact numbers, but I want to say it was over like a three and a half or four day period. We brewed like eighteen batches or something. Woo! It was pretty insane. So uh, me and Eric, uh, the brewer now, we were like the seven at night until seven in the morning team. So then after we got done here. We went back to my place and watched cartoons and drank cocktails and wound down as the sun came up. So when the sun started coming up, we were like, all right, it's, it's probably time to... Time to put the buffalo chase yeah, down. Yeah, so it was a good times. We were the Graveyard Boys. That was our name. All right. We named ourselves, so... <laughs> Not the Easy Gang. Not the Easy Gang. At one point, he started, like, <laughs> reading, and I was like, what are you doing? You're going to fall asleep. Put that down. So we're getting, we're, getting a little, we're getting a little late on time, and one of the things we like to do on our on our show is we like to ask. Uh, well, I like to have Jason uh, ask an off the wall question, and basically the only rule I give Jason for this off the wall question is that it can have nothing to do with beer. Uh, so without further ado, all right, uh, and so we can make our time, Jason, off the wall question. It has to be better than my question last week. Which uh, got, got cut. <laughs> wait, what was the question last week? Uh, it got it got cut, and if you bring it up, I'm going to cut it again. So okay. my question last week: <laughs> Are you circumcised? <laughs> no, it got cut. Uh, Jason, <laughs> ah, <laughs> him. Ah. all right. Jason said something <laughs> stupid where he's like, "Has your it, dog ever licked your tongue? And yeah, did you like if, it? It was something stupid. If you go to yeah. like rub your nose on your dog's nose, no, that didn't get cut. That made the episode. Out, that part made the episode. And you lick but each other's tongues. I was like, I got a good question for you: Barry, fuck, kill, Lightning McQueen, Pixar lamp, or Wally? Go. What? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Right now? Uh, well, I love Wally. That's my favorite Pixar. You gonna marry Wally? Uh, was it Mary? <laughs> Mary fuck kill. Ooh. Um, and it's Lightning McQueen? Yeah. Or Owen the Wilson. lamp? And, or the lamp. <laughs> I, had to f- I had to fuck one of them? Yeah. <laughs> or a robot? <laughs> See, if I had, if I had a answered... Lamp or if a I had, robot or a car. If I had answered like, like you, Lewis, 
I probably would have left it in. But I answered <laughs> fast, and I was like, "Not put. I'm not publishing that." I'd kill the lamp because the lamp's pointless. Oh. I'd marry Wally because the lamp doesn't talk. Though that could be a good marriage. <laughs> <laughs> but Wally's lonely, and you know Wally will do whatever I you ask. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that turned Lightning dark. Queen. <laughs> Lightning McQueen's Owen Wilson, so he'll just go, wow. Wow. <laughs> so I like... <laughs> That's well, how I it is. He had an just, answer. Oh. Like, he had a correct answer queued up. Jason, uh, it, uh, Webster gave you some time. You ready? Edit it now. Yeah. Um, shit, I had one, and now it's all Lightning McQueen. Um, Owen Wilson is just in my head. What's so, your favorite Owen Wilson movie? And <laughs> on a scale of one to five wows, <coughs> what would you give it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was the Google one? I, I go with the Google one. Oh, the one where him and Vince Vaughn were interns at Google. Yeah. And they, it was a heartwarming tale of friendship. Yeah. Eric I think Andre it was, was in it. I think it was. Internship. Yeah, internship, yeah. Eric Andre was yeah, in it. Was. It was kind of weird to see him in there. It's a weird movie. Okay. Yeah. All right. Off the wall question. Did you know that Session? Luke Wilson's brother is in the movie Idiocracy? Yep. There's like I think there's three of them, aren't there? Of the Wilson brothers, yeah. Total. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. There are three of them. Right. And I believe the internet, correct me if I'm wrong, or I'll fist fight you, entire internet. Are you talking about Beef Supreme? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beef Supreme is the uh, I've the never lost. seen that movie before. <laughs> That's impressive. Beef Supreme is the lost Wilson brother. He's also in, what was the uh, roller skating movie with uh, Drew Barrymore? If it's not Biodome, I probably didn't see it. <laughs> no. Was it Whip? Not Ooh. Whiplash. I don't... Whip It? I think it was Whip It. I feel right? like I worked at a movie theater when this movie came out. I think he Whip was it's... like the manager of the team. Uh, Juno was in it. You know Juno? I know. I know what you're. I've seen the movie. Sadly, I can admit I know it. But this I, is every I, conversation I have with my dad about a movie. This is how it goes, and it's a guessing game. And it's like I either have to figure it out or I go insane. I like yeah. the. I, I like the guessing. Um, game. I believe um, it is Whip It. I think you just googled that. You I, did. Are we talking did. about Devo internship? I, I obviously don't know internship. <laughs> it's a great. It's a heartwarming tale of friendship. I obviously don't know it. any pop culture references. This is well covered on the show. So yes, I googled it. What about your favorite so, Polly Shore movie? Wait, are we done with Beef Supreme? Have we moved on? Uh, Was there a, a more to that question? I no, really want to know because I like Beef so Supreme. So here's the thing: is sometimes the off the wall. What's question? Camacho? Uh, uh, oh God, Randy Camacho. Uh, <laughs> He's my favorite wrestler of Hang all time. Which uh, beer? Which, which which pin is going with Randy Camacho? Which one? Which I mean, what Terry, kind of pin? What Terry, are you Terry, yeah. Terry Crews. That yeah. took me a really long time, and like we had moved on. Maybe but we I should felt do an like Idiocracy series, huh? Needed a shout out. Aaron, have you seen Idiocracy? I, come on. No, I don't watch. Them. I don't watch them. I worked at a movie theater for three years. I watched every movie that came out for three years, and I don't know anything else. I was at I was at Aaron's wedding. It was a the reception was movie themed. It was. It was. Wow. Aaron doesn't watch movies. I, yeah. And you worked at a theater? I did. That's ironic. I, actually, I mean, I worked at the theater because they paid me. Hipster of you. <laughs> work at a movie theater, but I don't watch movies. Yeah. I watch films. No, be fair, to be yeah. sure, when watch I worked cinema. At, cinema. when I worked at the theater, I watched. <laughs> I watched everything. I watched everything. I got paid to watch them. It was awesome. Hmm. I don't think you're supposed to be watching those movies. I don't think your boss would agree that you would <laughs> <laughs> I got paid to eat the popcorn and the milk duds. It was great. I was, popcorn out of trash I, bags I, at the end of the night. Dude, that's not... That's true. I like, know. Yeah. Yeah, we would... But no, I was the projectionist, so we had to watch them. Back before there was digital projection, we had to make sure we didn't fuck up when we built them. 
Oh, you got to actually run film? This is the hipster coming out of me. You got to put film on the thing? Yeah. That's with tape. neat. Yeah, you, t- you tape six reels together, put it on a platter, and then you run it. Yeah. I was at a movie theater one time when a fire started. That was pretty fucked yeah. up. Usually it's not like... I a, was like, too. It's really... Was it- the like the film like burnt up, it didn't really like catch yeah. fire. That no. actually, that actually, by the way, looks way more epic than it is. That's like a fire this big. Sure, <laughs> it has like two seconds. Yeah. but on the screen, it's like. No. Yeah, they for listeners at home, I mean, it's like gremlins are coming, Sorry. right? Go I ahead, think that's Lester. what happens after that. <laughs> gremlins. These these turd kids set a movie seat on fire behind me. Oh, that's worse. Oh, it was. I was trying to romance a lady. This was my. <laughs> this is eighteen year old Sean and. I was going to go fight some teenagers. You would appreciate that because you like fighting people. I do. Uh, Fountain Square, get on the show. Or I'll <laughs> fight you. Whoa. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you. But uh, right as I was about to get up and <laughs> fight some children, they ran off. And then moments later, I thought popcorn was burnt. And then I turn around and go, no, that's a seat on fire. And very nonchalantly, I lean over to my date and I say, hey. I think there's a fire behind us. <laughs> she turns around and we whisper about the fire happening behind us. <laughs> Rather than alerting anybody. And I stand up very calmly and I say, hey, everyone, sorry to interrupt the movie, but there's a fire back here. <laughs> of course, no one turns around. <laughs> they think you're one of the kids. <laughs> right. And then I go, no, seriously, there's a fucking fire going on. Again, no one turns around because the film, Despicable Me, <laughs> it's, a good very, film. It's, a delight, it's delightful cinema. Those minions, man. Those minions. Uh, Those minions. But then some woman stands up and screams fire, and then everyone pays attention to her because she screamed it. And, She's a drama uh, queen. Trauma queen. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's just a fire in a theater. So <laughs> It was. A, I didn't get a movie fund refund either. I was really upset. They didn't give you a refund. No. Uh, you should come to my theater. How would I give you a refund? Well, this actually your theater. Did you own it? Ah, uh, this is the thing, though. I do this with all my jobs. I'm committed. Like, <laughs> I do use the personal pronouns a little aggressively, but I I am passionate <laughs> about my work. So Iron Aaron. <laughs> this is my podcast. <laughs> I want I want to end this on an actual off the wall question. Is it okay to be a minion mom? A minion mom. Are no. you familiar with the concept? Because I saw someone wearing overalls no. and a yellow shirt, and I thought they were really brave to try and do that. <laughs> is that a minion mom? <laughs> I don't know. I really what don't know a what minion a minion mom? mom is. You know how, like in the in the early two thousands, like just everyone's mother had like plates on the wall that had lighthouses. Is this not a thing? This is Maybe. the thing. Is, is that a hipster mom thing or is that a real mom thing? This is just like everyone's mom had like. There's a guy that painted lighthouses, and they had all they had like oh look at the lights they're so great. my my wife's uh, grandpa painted lighthouses so we have one painting of his he's deceased now but we have it hanging up in our house now. Do you guys what? have kids? We do. Two Is kids. your wife a lighthouse mom? I I don't know. It's the only it's lighthouse cool we have in the to. house. So I don't want to tag her as a lighthouse mom, but a, a minion mom. Maybe I'm making up the thing about a lighthouse. Maybe it's a terrible metaphor. In fact, let's establish. Everyone's Can you just cut this part from the show? This is... I don't get where you're going. <laughs> a minion mom is someone uh, who's in their 40s, who is uh, is a mother who watched Despicable Me with her kids and is really into minions. Is that okay? I, I guess. Sure. Yeah. No. Who I think doesn't like minions? I mean, they're pretty funny, right? 
So let's. Uh, it is time to wrap up the show. Let's wrap up the show. Uh, and I think uh, our viewers should be reminded of what's going to happen here on December twentieth. So can you run oh, yeah. run, run that back for us? Uh, December twentieth is the. Uh, I believe we're calling it the Walk a Blowout. The Walk a Blowout. So we'll have our original walkabout, Imperial walkabout, Bourbon Barrel Age walkabout, and a Kettle Sour walkabout. That uh, is. That sounds like an awesome flight. Everyone yeah. should come down here, get themselves several drinkfuls of Galaxy Hops. We want to thank while you guys while they last. We want to thank you guys for <laughs> listening to the show. If you have comments for us or you have strong opinions about uh, minion moms, <laughs> yeah. uh, you can hit us up on it's uh, Facebook. Okay to be a minion mom. Instagram and Twitter at <laughs> Plato's Gravity. Uh, we'd love it if you'd leave us comments for the show. It makes us feel loved and listened to, so please do that. Leave me hate mail. Alarm will for you. We Jason, minion mom. Hashtag Jason. Jason. <laughs> I could be a minion mom. Jason, Jason is don't a know. minion mom. Uh, thank you to Sean Webster of Monon Beverage Brokerage for setting this up. Thank you to Sean Lewis of Flat 12 for hosting us, giving Cheers. us a tour, and being an awesome host. Uh, in the meet, we want you thanks, guys. Thanks, Aaron Haig, for setting up the studio on location. We don't say it enough. God bless you. <laughs> thank, you thank you, Jason. <laughs> Y'all have a great week. Uh, make sure to hit us up on the show, the socials. Uh, in the meantime, support your local breweries, brew your own beer, and have some fun. <laughs>